and then they saw me in a bra, and that was it. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. Uh, we're having a deja vu. It's episode 136 again. Yeah. <laughs> Did we finally figure that out? Yeah, I think it's all settled now. Sorry. Uh, all right, good. You know, and you know who noticed that? Us. Who? Just us. <laughs> no, but nobody else. As soon as like it came out of my mouth, I was like, "No one knows what the fuck we're talking about." <laughs> it was a little, uh, a little disorganized. Something had happened, and we were uh, one episode off from what we thought we were. So we got it all figured out. Which means that in reality, we have now put out 136 episodes. So I know that everyone was just waiting with bated breath. To find that to see out, see what happened. Yeah, with simple cast. Yeah, yeah. Well, they fucked up. I stand by that. Yeah, yeah. If you, that's Brad's rule of thumb. If I don't understand it, <laughs> they fucked it up. <laughs> I mean, you should be happy that I'm. I got your back. It's true. You are. You have a blind faithfulness. <laughs> yes, blind loyalty. <laughs> um, how you doing, man? I'm good. Good. I feel like we just came off of two really, like, Rearview Mirror, that was a unexpectedly in-depth, I don't know, mm-hmm. that was a pretty good episode, I felt like. Yeah, I think so. We got a lot of emails. It's true. We did. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we were, of course, guests on the porch. Yes. And that ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out the Porch Podcast, we were we were guests over there, had a real fun time. Uh, so yeah, check that out for sure. I had a lot of fun until I realized I thought that maybe what what they <laughs> publish on YouTube was kind of I can't remember which Zoom setting it is where uh, you can set it where only the person talking is what you can see. Mm-hmm. But no. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. You nope. get to see us the whole time, all four of us. I'm back there, like, checking for boogers and uh, making faces at, at Kate and Jesse while you're talking because right. you couldn't see us. <laughs> right. Man. My, my, um, I'll use my laptop. So the, uh, the, uh, the video quality is like 1948 VHS. It's so some somehow fitting for you though. I feel like. <laughs> well, next time I use my phone. How's your time off work going, man? Oh man, I love it. Are you taking advantage of it? it? Yeah, yeah. Cleaning up, getting the house cleaned up, and that kind of stuff. So now let me. I, I'm gonna expect the Brad B transparency that I'm used to when I ask this question, <laughs> but mm-hmm. be honest. Did that whole, like, getting shit cleaned up, you know, we've had that conversation a couple times. Are you still cleaning shit up? Or did you just have a really nice kind of 
release of like cleaning some shit up and now you're just fucking chilling. Now I'm just chilling, but that first week was was all all work it. and no play. Yeah, how many weeks has it been? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only so much I can clean. What do you want me to Dude, do? Dude, I'm not giving you a hard time. I just think it's fine. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. It's not like I live in a fucking rat's nest, like a hoarder house, and it takes three weeks to clean up. Oh my god! I I was I, where did that come from? <laughs> well, you're you're like <laughs> laughing at the fact that it only took me a week to get stuff cleaned up around here. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, people. I think what happens is, if people were to be honest, they would say that first week to ten days, yeah, uh-huh. I did a bunch of shit, and now yeah. the but they still say that they're doing that. Oh, I've been cleaning. I've been. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. No. It's been it's been the a last... month, bitch. You aren't doing <clears throat> nothing. You have that <laughs> ship is fucking sailed. You've used right. all the gas in the tank on that one. Now it's yeah. like, oh my god, this is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like yeah. this delayed yeah. kind of everything looks normal. Everything looks fine. Yeah, because I caught myself doing that a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really getting shit done, which I am. But I've had a little bit more. <laughs> More extra time than I used to. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Just trying to be... I went running today. Oh, man. I went running I yesterday. I'm sore. I I forgot how I like feeling sore. Not like, oh, God, I can't move sore. But just like, yeah. oh, yeah, man. Because I'm so in my head mm. all the time. It's like I need to remind myself that I have a fucking body. Because <laughs> I don't ever use it. Because everything I right. do is sitting down. Like the most exercise I get is playing the drums, and right. I don't play the drums every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I uh, I kept it modest, man, because I know myself well enough. I'm this like all or nothing kind of personality, and that just does not work all the time. Yeah, and so I'll because I used to run consistently, I used to do it all the time, and now. Oh. It's been a few years. And no, I, I, yeah, see, I used to do a thing where I'm, I'm going to start running again. Yeah. And because last time I was, I, I went through when I, when I consistently ran, you know, I'd run two, three, four, five miles at a time. But today, the last two days, I was like, I'm not going to do the thing where I try and pick up where I left off and it's murder and my body hurts. And then I stopped doing it because I hate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming a little too hot. So yeah, both days I was just like, I'm doing a mile. I know I can do a mile, right? Oh, um, but it's not gonna kill me. It's not gonna wear me out. It's it's working. Like I looked forward to getting up and running this morning. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, man. I did not. I did not do that. <laughs> says Brad. No, I have never been able to run. <clears throat> like it's to- it's so t- it's just torture. I like it. <laughs> you like running? I do. It because I yeah. Okay, I figured out that I get that it. was me. I wish I could. Yeah. I figured out that that was my form of meditation before I knew what meditation was. Mm-hmm. And and then mm-hmm. since I started meditating now when i run i see what is because i don't like listening to music when i run 
because I'm too what? focused on the tempo. And if my feet aren't, and I was in marching band forever, like a really like hardcore, like marching band, we were really good. And you, you know, you march in time. And so it's like, right. I am constantly fighting this urge to like run with the tempo. If that well, makes do you sense. listen to it's podcasts then? No, I like to match my breaths, which with my steps, <sighs> oh. and not have anything. Oh I've always God. been like that. You are a fucking serial killer. Really? Really? Yeah. How can you not like you just not listen to anything? Because I'd, I'd I like need, run back home to get my earbuds. Because I need <laughs> I to need, clean my brain out. I need to clean my head out, and that's what it does uh, for me. No, then I'd listen to music. I mean, I get the whole trying to keep up to but the I beat, make but music. Man, I would, I'm always listening to music. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not the same. All right, Barry Manilow. I don't get the reference. I mean, I know who Barry Manilow is. You write the songs. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, that you made that crack or that I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. Well. Are we off today? Is that why? Are we, like, not gelling? Are you feeling that way? Uh, what do we need to do, maybe. Brad? We need to do some jumping jacks? We need to uh, <laughs> yeah. do some vocal warm-ups? I like to meditate about this? in I front of my TV on the, yeah. on the recliner. That's how I meditate. I like to meditate in front of the TV <laughs> in my hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listening to no code. No code. Is that how I say T? Is that how I say TV? Is that yeah? TV. No code. You put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> TV. Hey, you want to come over and watch some TV? TV. No, that's not. How you want to come over and watch some TV? I have to think about what it to do, do, do it. What are you doing? What are you doing right now? What is Brad Lyons doing? Brad Lyons is watching TV. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm watching TV. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> nope. Different melody going on there. You're singing a different song, my friend. <laughs> TV. Um, have we, let's see, how long have we been going? About 15, 10 minutes now? So maybe. Yeah, something like that. Have we mentioned that this is a Pearl Jam podcast? <laughs> You know what, Brad? I don't I think we have. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, oh, we're an all Pearl Jam podcast. We're 136 episodes in, so sometimes it gets a little loose. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry if you don't like that. But that's what we do, talk Pearl Jam. We have some great listeners. Yeah. If you, take if you the made time it this to far, hang, hang in there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Got to warm up. You, I mean, you already said it. You're not, not feeling quite there. Maybe, how quickly can you say, uh, blah, 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 Yeah. Uh, that was it. Try it again. C can I write it down and look at it? No. Uh oh. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, now do it without the space in between. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That messes me up. You blah, blah, it. blah, blah, blah. If I do it like that. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I love that I can hear you think in between those two where you're trying yes. not to. It does. Yeah, it messes me up because I can say his first and last name together. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, you just have to think of it because blah, blah, blah has a law blog. Right. It's blah, blah, blah's law blog. 
blah blah blahs. Ah, oh, fuck. So so that's, I don't know why. So Van actually, you know, I've talked about uh, Van a lot. He does mm-hmm. VO, right? So he voices commercials, TV stuff, characters, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, uh, he can't. So he actually does practice those kinds of exercises, but mm-hmm. he can't do that one. He can't do la blah blahs la block. It fucks him up every mm-hmm. time. Right. But I can't do this one, which I'm about to fuck up. Nurse, I'm going to do it slowly first. Nurse, mm-hmm. anesthetist. Oh yeah, fuck that. Say those two together. Nurse, <laughs> I anesthetist. can't even say it. Oh, I just did I it. can't even say anesthetist. Anest as you see now that I'm thinking about it, I can't say it. Right. Anest. Yep. Mm. Nurse aneth. Oh fuck me. Well, I don't I even just know what the it. word is. Uh, like I don't know what that an, word. Like a, I know it's like anesthesia, but right. I don't. I don't know that that word that you're even saying. <laughs> Anesthetist. <laughs> aneth. I don't know the word. Anesthetist. <laughs> Now I can't break it down because I just now I'm all messed up in the head. Right. If I was looking at it, I'm gonna type it out on Google and see what it says. I oh, mean, God. How to spell it? A N. Oh, there it is. A N. Nerth. Nerth. I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see Nerth either. coming. Nurse. Nurse. Aneth. Oh my God, nurse, anesthetist. <laughs> he can say that, or no? He can't say. He can say that. He I can wish he was in that. the studio. And he with can't you. say blah blah blah. He can't say blah blah right. blah blah. Nurse aneth. Oh, that's a fucking. That's a tongue twister. Because it's anesthetist, right? Yeah. Anes anesthetist. Anesthetist. Yeah. Who yeah. nurse anesthetist. Yeah. It's you on that one during quarantine. I can get there. I can yeah, I can get there. We'll check back but in next gonna, week. It takes me yeah, okay. Um uh, let's pull the fucking ripcord on this one. Let's talk about Pearl Jam, maybe. Okay. Yes. If you'd like to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Say hey on social media. Anesthetist. If you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash single podcast theory. You need more time to practice <laughs> no, in the good. background? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Could you hear that? That's nice. I like Sorry. that. I'm leaving that shit in. Yes. All right. So let's, uh, speaking of emails, let's, let's do some emails, man. Yeah. Best one yet. Oh, yeah. Is that the first one? <laughs> yeah. That's, yes. Uh, this is uh, our buddy Scott. Uh, Kia Ora, my brads. I just finished listening to your Rearview Mirror episode. Brilliant. The best episode yet. A magic mix of lions on technical fire. Loved all the breakdowns, especially around engineering drum sounds. Then Brad B on fire with his newfound love of vinyl and digging deeper with great questions like about Rick Rubin's producing style. You both are getting better and better. The humor was so good, I cracked a fat. <laughs> uh, God bless, boys. Uh, Naga Mihi. There you Scott. go. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm surprised. Yeah. 
You really New gave Zealand, it the old college try on that one. I <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <sighs> yeah, dude. Thank you. We uh, we're yeah. finally we're finally getting funny. <laughs> no, it's finally happened once. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so who am I reading next, Brad? You are reading uh, the Just Breathe email from Ben. Hell yeah, I am. All right. This is cool. This is from Ben. He's written in before. He says, <laughs> The Brad Ventures of Lines and Blazik. Longtime listener, first time writer. Um, first time. Oh, it is first time. See, I'm getting names yeah. mixed up again. There is but another Ben. There is We've another got ben. another Ben. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Sorry. Oh, you're good. I just wanted to reach out and say how much I look forward to the weekly dose of CRISPR drawer tangents and PJ talk. <laughs> I'm a middle school teacher in Rhode Island, and I try and find ways to reference Pearl Jam in my lessons. We play a lot of ukulele, and so far this year, I've taught fifth and sixth graders how to play the chords to Daughter, Unthought Known, and Last Kiss. The students have been really receptive to the music, and the results have been really positive. Positive, positive. For the last seven years, I taught music at the elementary level and loved it. However, last June, I was forced to move to the middle school in town for a variety of reasons out of my control. While it's worked out pretty well so far, at the time it was a tough pill to swallow. I knew I would be okay as long as I kept making music with kids. The last performance I led at the elementary level was our fourth grade chorus singing Just Breathe. I share it with you now as a reminder to myself and, uh, oh my God, I just hit the attachment. Oh no, don't. <laughs> Nurse <laughs> anesthetist. Exactly. Nice callback. Where was I? Uh, I share it with you now as a reminder to myself and others that things will be okay if we take time every day to just breathe. Stay well, Brads, and keep up the positive work you do, Ben. Well, we're going to play a little bit of this adorable clip. Mm-hmm. Especially, I, I love this because, I, re- I know I've said it on the show before, but I'm pretty sure that if I had not ended up doing music, I probably would have been a teacher. I don't know if I would have been a music teacher, to be honest with you, but I don't know. I just love seeing stuff like this when people... Yeah use music or any other way to kind of connect with kids past, you know, just telling them what they're supposed to learn or how they're supposed to act. Right. I mean, mean, yeah, it's like if you just teach kids how to play like Mary Had a Little Lamb or Row, Row, Row Your Boat, that gets real boring real quick. Yeah. But if you like tell them like, what's your, what's your favorite song on the radio right now? Right. You know? Yeah, and they're sure. like, you know, it's whatever, Billie Eilish or this or that. And you teach them how to play that, they're going to be like, holy shit, and get super excited, you know? Well, and you're also t- teaching them a healthy way to connect to their emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. you're providing a, like a positive feedback loop on, because there's music for every type of emotion, you know what I mean? And um, that's a healthy way to kind of process how you're feeling is listening to music. I don't know what uh, I mean with just knowing knowing with my own history and hindsight. If I had had music, holy shit, Mm -hmm. I'd been bad news, man. But let's listen to this adorable clip that makes me very happy. Here we go. (laughs) 
Mr. Bosclair. Bosclair? Hell yeah. That's a good one. That's another tongue twister. Nurse Bosclair. I'll tell you what too, man. Uh, just on the on the serious tip for a second. That's mm. one of those examples too of, you know, Eddie was probably thinking about a lot of things when he wrote that song. But one of the things he probably wasn't thinking is that one of the ways that this song he created would get used was for this. Right. And that's really cool. Yeah. So keep uh keep it up, Ben. Who we got next? Pearl Jam dude, Chris Davis. One of the one of the many Chris's and Davises <laughs> out there. Uh hey Brad too. Thanks for another great podcast. First of all, the recent One World Zoom concert I thought for the most part sucked. I thought it was a cool idea, but some of the deliveries and qualities of songs were shitty. But I did like the band's River Cross song, so that's probably all that matters. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Did you you didn't watch that, did you? The River Cross performance? Yeah, well, the whole thing. Not the whole thing. I think the only okay. one, if I'm correct, I think it was the Billie Eilish one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was she was pretty good. But man, like I was saying last week, some of the the older guys are just like it's time to hang it up, boys. <laughs> I need to go through and watch <laughs> some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh now about rearview mirror. I love this song because of the beat of the music and especially the live versions. The roller coaster at a live show where they do the jam, bringing it down to almost quiet, then bringing it back up to an incredible fast tempo will blow your fucking pants off. Oh, and the, oh, and the lights going off and on at the end to the tempo of the music. I'm with Brad B. It's got to be my favorite live song. Like with most songs that I truly love, the lyrics hit me later. I got divorced in 2018 after being married 25 years. We were mentally and emotionally abusive to each other, and I didn't realize how much I was suffering being married to that psycho bitch till I was away from her. <laughs> Brad. Uh, <laughs> Brad, <laughs> you... you, <laughs> Oh, man, you've been waiting. It's like you were waiting to say it. Yeah, kind of. When I read this, I man. just started laughing. Like, oh, man. You need to meditate. Uh, <laughs> I could just feel Chris's passion with that that one line. So um I started I started a ritual when I moved out where in the morning I would play music real loud in the morning and one morning I was playing Rearview Mirror, the studio version, and the words hit me in the gut like taking a punch from Mike Tyson. Quote, saw this uh saw this much clearer when you were in my rearview mirror. I guess the beatings made me wise. Try to endure what I could not forgive. The lyrics hit me like a wave and I broke down. I think the healing of getting over this shit started at the moment 
when I was at Wrigley in 2018. I got choked up too, Brad B., during the song about how far I had come and I would survive without my psycho ball and chain. Um, I noticed this morning that you guys are special guests on the Porch Podcast, and I'm looking forward to hearing that. Sorry you guys are getting confused about all the Chris's, but there is a price to pay for fame and glory. I think all the Davises and Chris's should end their email with different song lyrics, which will really fuck you guys up, but we would ex- accept nothing less from the two Brads. Saw things so much clearer. Chris, the Pearl Jam dude. Yeah, man. Oh, P.S., thanks for the sticker. I got the sticker. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about stickers for a minute? Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Sure. Um, oh. So oh, do we? I don't know if this <laughs> yeah. will translate well on an audio I podcast. Yeah, but it probably won't. But I think there's enough uh, humor there to 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 bring it up. Can I can so, I take a stab at this? Or are you got it? Sure. Okay. No, go ahead. Well, I think it might the only thing <laughs> yeah, that I can save this to be funny would be from my perspective. So, Brad mm-hmm. and I get on the phone today. First of all, <laughs> keeping the poop humor alive. It, there's some weird thing going on where, <laughs> yeah, the only times I call him or I'm about to call him, he's taking a, de- a little dumpy dump. <laughs> and I know this. Like for instance, today I call him. While the phone's still ringing, I see his name pop up as a text me- or as a message, and it was just the auto reply thing you can hit that just says, "Where is it?" Sorry, I can't talk right now, because Brad would never text me. Sorry, I can't talk right now. So I knew exactly what was going on, and I wrote "gross." <laughs> then he writes three life laughing to your crying emojis. Then a picture of the Backspacer <laughs> Johnny G sticker from the Pearl Jam store. Then it says, this is what I ordered from their website. And then he shows me a picture of what he got sent, which is just like, right, so, yeah. Well, describe the sticker, so, the Johnny guitar sticker is right. very colorful. It's the guy, it's the Johnny guitar on a tricycle. And he's wearing like a 70s, I guess, is that a zoot suit? Is that what those were? I think so. I think that's the appropriate. You know. So, yeah, he shows me a picture, and then he shows me a picture of this black and white, shitty looking (laughs) uh, reverse image of that sticker that he ordered. And I even said, so at this point, we're on the phone talking to each other, and he's sending me these pictures. I'm just like, I can't believe that this is what they sent me. It's yeah, just he's black and on white. and on and on. I can't fucking <laughs> believe so that. Cool. <laughs> like he is about everything. <laughs> and then I even said, it's funny, it's, it looks like it's a reverse image. And you're like, I know. God damn it. And then we're well, talking, and I'm trying to look something up. And I hear him go, oh, oh, that's funny. And I was like, what? What's funny? People at home, good listeners, I said it was a reverse image. He was just looking at the back of the sticker. He's just looking at the back piece, the little cardboardy piece that the sticker is stuck to that you peel off of. Didn't, didn't look on the other side. I mean, how long had you been looking at this thing? I mean, I don't know. Since I mean, you, when you bef- called me, yeah. is, 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 when you called me, or when I called you back, 
because I came in here and opened the package that had the stickers in it. Yeah, that's incredible. So that whole time we were talking. Yeah. Well, in my defense, I've never, ever seen a sticker that's not just white on the back. Brad, you're digging your hole deeper, man. <laughs> just go with it. You didn't look at the, the other side of the sticker. I did not look at the other I mean, the side. first Why thing I? I would do is if I looked at that and said, even had one of those moments where I was like, what the fuck? This isn't right. Just like your your knee-jerk response is like to look at it and like look at the back of it and turn it back around. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, I'm an idiot. Teehee, wasn't that funny? <laughs> this lasted a little I while. Was... I mean, well, because uh, I don't know. It you, says Pearl Jam on it. You've got like, quarantine brain, my friend. <laughs> is that what it is? I think so. Because that's fucked up. <laughs> it's funny, <I> though. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. I've lost yeah. my place now. Thank you, Chris Davis. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, All right. What's so, next? Um, I believe I've got Tim You. Next. Yes, you do. We've got an email from Timothy Jr. Um, <laughs> Timothy Nursing this, this is Jr. Timothy La, Blah 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 Jr. <laughs> he says, uh, Hey, SBT, I don't write in very often, but I thought I would drop you a line after hearing your latest episode on Rearview Mirror. So he's talking about how it's one of his favorite um Versus is his favorite record, and it's probably his favorite song off that record. So he was asking us if we had heard the um, Sirius XM. They do like a, they did like a track by track for the 25th anniversary of Versus, and there's some like sound bites, interview bites about some of the songs with Eddie and Jeff and Stone, and uh, we're gonna play that right now. Actually, we're gonna play Eddie and Stone talking about the writing of Rearview Mirror and kind of where it came from because it's cool to hear it in their voices. I always like hearing Eddie talk. Totally. All right, here we go. Eddie Vedder. Rearview Mirror, I I don't mind talking about that one at all because that was uh, just a a little mantra that I would play on the guitar. And that would go up. And it was just, uh, I remember working late shift security and getting home kind of torched at nine in the morning after traffic and playing almost just to, you know, I wanted to play something, but I was too brain dead to (laughs) do anything too complicated. So it'd really be just to, it was like a meditation, you know? And I played that thing for years and years. And at some point, it it became time to make a song of it. And all the chord changes had been there. And that day, I just decided what it was going to be about. And it was about the past. And and it was about... and, And at that point, after the first record, and went from being the security guard to being in a band that was recording a record in a really nice place. <laughs> it seemed like very far away, a lot of changes in a year or two. And I felt like I'd moved beyond a lot of the, some of the trauma that, that had felt like quicksand for, 
forever and ever. So I reckon that's that's where the words come from. But the those little guitar bits, that, that was just a meditation. And to this day when we play it, it still sends me into that meditative state, although it, it there's a lot of momentum to it. When I was sitting in my apartment playing it, it, it felt uh, like a meditation. Now, now it feels more like uh, playing it loud in front of people with Matt Cameron behind you and everybody in the group backing you up. And now it feels more like a celebration. Stone Gossard. Rearview Mirror is, is sort of, I would say, one of the most important songs that Ed had written within the band as a songwriter. I think to this day, that lyric and the emotion of that song is so compelling and I think it sums up a point of view that he's sort of approached from a lot of different angles in terms of uh, understanding how he moves through conflict how he moves through personal relationships what things are touching him what things are uh, does he identify as part of sort of human nature and the human condition great song and, and a big moment for Eddie as a songwriter yeah kind of a big moment yeah, just a little bit. I love, love that song. I love hearing um, writers talk about these these incredible, you know, for fans, just these kind of iconic songs within a catalog of an iconic band. And mm-hmm. it's always the story that it's some... I mean, that was just an exercise, basically, he was playing. You know what I mean? That's the type of... Yeah. That's what's so funny about that riff it, is it... That makes so much sense because it it's just this repetitive thing. It's almost like a guitar teacher made up this riff to teach a student to how to play back and forth between the E and the A strings. And then, look, you can just move it up two frets, a whole step, and then it's a different chord. And to be able to just is take that, that and make... Is it... Is it what? Sorry. Is that similar to like playing scales? Right. Yeah. There's actually a really good um, podcast called Song Exploder for anyone that hasn't heard of it. It's been around for quite a while. And if you're a music nerd, you've probably heard it. If not, um, it's definitely worth checking out. It's a great podcast. And they take apart a song by an artist and they put a, it's It's really short episodes, too, which is what's nice about it. They'll just take one song and um break it down and sometimes like they'll interview the producer or they'll interview the guitar player that came up with this one lick that's in the band or you know it's the artists themselves talking about how they they wrote the song and there's so many of those moments where it's just oh it's just this thing that i used to just always sit and play and i used it as kind of an exercise or i just always caught myself playing this weird thing while i was watching tv if i had a guitar in my hand and then they just turn into these you know they turn into something like rearview mirror holy shit you would you hear something like rearview mirror you think that it was just it was lightning from you know the fucking gods and it just all this amazing song happened but then you hear eddie is just like i was fucking <laughs> poor being a security guard <laughs> too brain dead right. to write a song and i would just get my frustration out on a guitar playing this lick over and over and over again it's, yeah i love hearing that stuff it's it's funny how me personally like i i like everyone i think put i like take the lyrics 
and totally make them my own. Yeah. It's my own story, and I relate them to my life and my my story. And then to hear what he wrote it about, it's like, oh, that's kind of not the same thing at all, <laughs> you know? Right. But it still it works, you know. We've we've I've said it before, you know. That's the genius of Eddie that he can write songs that mean so much to you, right. even though they're not what you exactly think they're about. Well, a lot of times too, I've been experiencing this during this kind of like lockdown period where I'm I'm using the time that I would usually have to fill with bullshit just so I can pay my bills. And I've been getting back, I've been able to write a bunch. And it's been fun to write in a different way because there's nothing. I should have been writing the way I'm writing now my whole life. Mm. <laughs> in the sense that I'm doing kind of the same. I'm finding it to be more exciting to sit down and I've kind of developed this little workflow where I have my Nord on my right i've got my um you know my keyboard my mouse and my control service right in front of me i've got my acoustic on the left on a stand i've got my guitar boat with all my electrics and my bass and my pedal board and it's all like set up and ready to go you know what i mean and lately all i've been doing is i'll go through like sample libraries and have my nord hooked up just through midi and find just a sound that i like and I, I am not thinking, what's this song going to be about? What, you know, what am I feeling right now? I'm just, oh, I like this sound. And then I pull up like a drum machine and I'm like, oh, oh, cool. That's a fucking cool beat. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to add to that. And then an hour and a half later, I realize that I'm writing lyrics down in my book and I've got my SM7 hooked up right in front of me, just on all the time. So when I have a vocal idea, I can just sing it real quick and not have to think about remembering it so I can just kind of keep riffing. And then it, it almost seems like three-fourths through the way of the song, it's like, oh, I know what this song's about now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's way yeah. more exciting than I used to come in and be like, this bad thing happened in my life, so I'm going to fucking write about it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't work. For me, anyway, it doesn't work that way. Right. It's got to yeah. like come out on its own and I've just kind of learned over this time how important it is to not have a goal, <laughs> to just sit down yeah. and make something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool hearing him, one of my, one of the people that make me fall so far in love with music that I do it for a living now, hear him talk about this amazing song that he wrote, and he kind of does it the same way. Except right. for he's fucking yeah. Eddie Vedder and I'm Brad Lyons. But... It is, yeah. it is no, I cool it. to hear that process. I, I saw um, something to do with Metallica, and it was Lars trying to remember how to play a song from Injustice for All. <laughs> and the way he was describing, like he was trying to play it, and he's like, play it back. And just the way he was trying to remember and to learn this song was like, that's how I do it. Like, it really freaked me, not freaked me out, but I was like, he was going through the same motions that I would go through. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know, how, you know, like, I don't even know how to play. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of taught myself how to play. It was just really weird 
to see one of like my ultimate heroes that plays drums doing like the same stupid like memory tools that I do. Right. And I was just like, holy shit, this is that's that is really cool. You talk about like it just kind of like really like humanized him. Yeah, for sure. For me. Yeah, man. All right, let's get to uh well that was <clears throat> that was the email. Thanks thanks Timothy. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, man. Very cool. Yeah. All right, last one. This is from our buddy Tom over there in Holland. And he actually wrote this to us and the Porch Podcast. Um, but he says, Dear Brad, I love this, Dear Brad and Bradfist. Like bed and breakfast? Yeah. I, is that I what that is? Yeah. Dear Brad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've read this like three times and I just got it like a minute ago. That's funny. So, <laughs> Dear Brad and Bradfist. Finally, an email for all of you at the same time. I just finished listening to the podcast you did all together. And woman, man, I loved it. Let me tell you why. These last these last days have been emotional for me on many levels, mostly personal stuff. My mom had to leave her house for a few days because of a forest fire nearby. Gladly, the fire is under control so she can return home tonight. That makes me happy and very, very extremely sentimental, to be honest. Uh, this is why this... That's why this email might have a very cheesy emotional tone, but I just wanted to say how much I love listening to both of your podcasts. It makes me laugh so hard when Brad L. imitates Brad B. I laugh so hard. (laughs) I laugh so hard when Jesse told the story about repeating quick escape in her store. I remember repeating Unthought Known when it came out when I was working at a record store back in 2009. There are so many examples of why I enjoy listening to your pods so much. Even that little conversation with Amanda to make sure she's okay. Uh, Since last summer, I've joined a community with people I now consider friends. Together with some of them, I went to the Eddie Vedder solo show in Germany last year. I was planning on going to several places in Europe this summer. People from the community sold me their spare tickets, lent me their couch to sleep on in London and Vienna in July, and helped me learn stuff about Pearl Jam I didn't know before. I thought I knew everything. Next year, we're going to see each other, hopefully. And then there's you, four Americans who adore Pearl Jam at least as much as I do. Except you have a podcast about it, which I listen to while I'm driving the bus at work. I can tell you it makes my days easier, brighter, and shorter. Here's the cheesy, exaggerated part. You feel like friends, even though I've never met you, but we share a passion. We're all young Pearl Jam lovers. Yes, you too, Brads. He call, he, is he calling us old? Well, that was, that was pretty backhanded there, Tom. <clears throat> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We see you. No. <laughs> uh, we're all young Pearl Jam lovers who love to nerd out about the, about the best fucking band on the planet. That's why I keep emailing you. That's why I keep making jingles for the porch. My girl and I had so much fun doing that. Thanks for playing it. That's why I keep sending nerdy emails to the Brads. That's why I'll keep supporting you on Patreon as long as my bank account allows me to. You deserve it. It's that easy. <clears throat> And for all the joy you give me, I want to do something back. I attached a little MFC drum quiz. I really hope it'll make the pod. If not, no problem at all. It might just be a great thing to share with your listeners. It's a 15-piece Matt Cameron drum quiz. 
which contains little clips of him drumming. Guess the song. Some quite easy, some impossible. Really hope you dig it. Don't worry, it's less than three minutes long. You can pause anytime if you need more time. Okay. Anyway, keep up the great work. Stay safe, stay healthy. Hope you enjoy the thing I sent you. Love from uh, Holland slash the Netherlands. That is the same country, Brad B. <laughs> Tom Van, Tom Von Hamerd. <laughs> Man, I, it's so funny. Every time I think of Holland or the Netherlands, I went right. there and I couldn't believe how many bikes there were. Everyone was oh, really? riding a bike and it was amazing. Mm. Instead of parking yeah. lots for cars, they had parking lots for, <laughs> for bikes. For bikes. I shit you not, man. Now, this was probably, hmm. what year was this? I was young. I was, I took a ferry over from England. I can't remember what city we went to. Anyway, um, but yeah, we got off of the boat, and instead of there being like the, the dock and then like parking garages, it was just uh, this huge lot of bicycles, and that's how everyone everyone just biked hmm. around. And I remember thinking, like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I should probably they move see, to those, Europe. Th those people seem like they're always happy and in a good mood. Those people do, man. They, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I love it over there. I, but I mean, I love this email because I, it, it's not cheesy. Like I get it. Uh, I'm kind of an emotional person, a little bit. A little bit. Would you think? Would you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I get it, dude. I, I consider, I consider, uh, all these people my friends. You know, all the listeners that write into us and stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, it's just because we haven't met in person. It is a it's a weird thing to just talk to somebody, you know, through email. But I get it, you know. Yeah, and I I listen to I listen to other podcasts, and I I feel the same way. Like those, I would be friends with these people. Yeah, for it's sure. Like I don't know them. I do know them. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, I've I it blows my mind that I've never met Jesse in person. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I, f I feel like I've met Bagel. In my head, right. you would think that, you know, he and I've met, we've like maybe hung out before. Same with Barker. Yeah. Same. There's a bunch of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, like Barker has sent me like videos of himself in his car, like singing and shit. Just being <laughs> yeah, a weirdo. you showed me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I do that with my friends that I do know in person. You know what I mean? Right. So it's well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's listen to this. But yeah, let's hear this quiz. I, I don't think you listened to it yet, mm -mm. but I have. Yeah. And <laughs> he, some of them, there's a few at the end that like, I don't even think you'll know them. Oh, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking blow this whole thing. Are you? Gonna, I'm the one that's supposed to know all this stuff. You need to pause. Yeah, exactly. You need to pause like in between each clip. Can you do that? Uh, I'll try and catch it. Yeah. Okay, because right. he does. You'll be able to. He he's there's I guess markers. Is that how you say it in the biz? Sure. Okay. Well, let's see. You'll see. Let's see what he got. Go ahead and hit it. He's a master. Matt Cameron on the drums. Well, hey there, it's Tom's Matt fucking Cameron drum quiz. You'll hear 15 items 
Starting off pretty easy, then getting a bit harder, then getting pretty difficult, then getting extremely difficult, and then getting almost impossible. So this is just for the real Pearl Jam drum nerds. You'll hear each item three times, and then you have to decide what song it is. And if you win, yeah, you'll get a free foot trip to Rome for two persons starting off next summer. Good luck! One. That is uh, uh, glorified G, right? Yep. All right. Okay. So number one's glorified now, I don't know G. If he he might have been trying to get it, like tricking us because these are not all Matt Cameron, but most of them are. Okay. All right. Let's see. But uh, yeah, he might he threw us a little let's, little twister there let's in see the beginning. What, let's see what is next. Two. Why go, bitch? Right. Why go? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what next. Three. It's that's um. Uh, Breaker uh, five. No, it's it's a God's dice. God's, God's dice. dice. Yes. All right. Four. Oh, last exit. Mm-hmm. I am good at these. Let's see what's next. <laughs> I've been getting them all after one. Five. Uh, light years. Right? Light years, yeah. Yep. All right. Love it. This is fun. I like these. Should I yeah. not say them out loud for other people? Because I'm getting these well, let quicker it go, than I let thought. Let it go for the... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because some I, of them I don't. I some of them I don't know right away. I'm being the party pooper. Okay. I'll wait until yeah. the end of each club. Here we yeah. go. Six. Mm, okay. I got it. You got it. I think. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. It's faithful. Faithful. Good call. All right. Number next one. Seven. Oh, that's uh. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, sorry. What you got, Brad? All right, is that uh, is that help me? Help, yes. help. Okay, good. All right. Eight. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard one, but I. Th that's a hard one. I hold on a sec. I gotta hear that again. Hold on. Yeah. Eight. 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 I have a guess. I, I don't know if I'm right. I don't know. What do you think it is? It sounds like a snare from... Um, oh, see, this is where I'm so bad at song <laughs> names. That's what's going to fuck me up. I know the song. It's... Uh, it's I love it. Avocado? It's, it's on binaural. I don't oh, think I'm right okay. though. I think it sounds like. Well, to be honest with you, it sounds like uh, John Bonham's snare drum intro into <laughs> what's the name of that oh, song? Oh yeah, uh, Dire Jamaica, Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Binaural. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand doesn't. 
Is it sleight of hand? It's, that's what the snare sounds like. I don't think I'm Can right. Can you play sleight of hand right now, or is that no. too, too complicated? Yeah, okay. I can't. <laughs> Sorry, bud. So I'm what if sure I, just... I got that one wrong, but that's just going to be my guess. So let's see what's next. Hold on a second here. Hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't think it's sleight of hand. It's not sleight of hand. There's okay. something about that snare. But it does sound like that snare. I got to... But I, I don't know. Mm, that Number makes me eight, so um, angry. To- <laughs> that makes me so angry. That's a good one, Tom. You be <laughs> oh, just wait. Just a just snare. Wait. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I know that. I want to say, is that Fixer? Yes. It's, it's something, isn't it? Fixer? Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that Fixer? Yeah, that's Fixer. Uh, it's something off of... Shit, is that Fixer? It's definitely Backspacer. It's one yeah. of those. So I get I get those two, like the two singles mixed up. No, it's not Fixer. It's, uh, is that Johnny Guitar? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's Johnny Guitar. Play it, can you play it again? Yeah. That's Johnny Guitar. That's the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Next. Well, I should have known with that stick. Ten. Oh, oh now that's that's, that's sleight of hand. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped the gun again. Did, it's all right. did you already know that one? I did. Okay. Next. Eleven. I think I know oh. this one. It's a, it's leading into a symbol crush. Oh shit! Oh, I see it. That's. Um, I think it's. Go. I think it's something off the of the new album. Yeah. Hold on. Is it River Cross? It might be. Try it again. Yeah, it's got to be River Cross. <laughs> <laughs> All that reverb. Yes, that's what I hate so much. And it's not. As soon as I heard it, I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, I, I second guess that one because <laughs> it's a new one. All right, let's see what the next one is. Well, oh, that's that's an easy one. Yeah. Do do Yeah. Thirteen. Oh fuck you, Tom! <laughs> Hold no, on. No, that's um, <sighs> worldwide suicide. Because I can hear the guitar just starting to come in. Okay, I think I'll go I with mean, you. I'll go with me. you on this one. <laughs> Hold on. I don't Hold have on. it. Play, play it again. Uh, hold on. That's not very easy. Hold on a second. Oops. Sorry. I mean, it does sound sound like something off that record. Uh, I think you're right. I'm going to go with your answer. Yeah, you hear that? That guitar, I can just barely hear it coming in. All right. Well, we'll see if you're right. Uh, We got two more. (laughs) 14. (laughs) No... I have no idea this what one, that is. I don't either. Like at all. I mean, it's kind of freaking me out I don't a little know bit. If, yeah. 
it's it must weird, be a cover. Something like something like that. We both should know being drummers. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It uh, must be something live because play it again. God, if I'm gonna, if you can, it's probably like even flow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fourteen. No, I hope you know it. I mm, no, mm. I'm not gonna even try and make a guess on that one. I feel like <laughs> it's you, if it's on a record, then I feel like it would be on Avocado or Backspacer, but maybe I don't recognize it. Damn it! Yeah, I don't either. All right, last one. Fifteen. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of sounds familiar, but then again, that that snare tone is so tight. I don't know what that is. It doesn't sound yeah, like anything. Yeah, I don't recognize by Pearl that, Jam. that snare sound at all. You got us, Tom. You got us on a couple of those, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That was fun. Thanks for doing that, Tom. And I'm glad that your your mom is back at home and doing well. After the fires. Definitely. That was a big callback from about 10 minutes ago, but I wanted to make sure that (laughs) we said, (laughs) yeah, acknowledge that that (laughs) she's good and everybody's happy. So thanks for, uh, and here's the deal, dude. That took some time to put together. So thank you for spending the time to thinking enough of the show to to put it together and put it on here. I started getting worried. Because Tom sounds like he knows what the fuck he, he's doing in a studio or, you know, like as far as editing skills goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, y- you might tell me to leave. Let's get Tom on here. Brad B. Yeah. Out! Because <laughs> I couldn't do that. You could. So. You I know you, you know what? You, the, the funny thing is that what you really need... Uh, to learn basic editing is mm-hmm. just some time. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny I just don't that have the time, you dude. I just got don't so have much time, time right now. <laughs> I'm over here Nurse swimming in fucking podcasts, editing, <laughs> editing hours upon hours of my own voice. Right. And you're like, but I have to post on Facebook, Brad L. <laughs> Oh, I got the giggles. Well. <sighs> I just did one of those. <laughs> like, you ever do those like hiccup laughs? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, all the time. It drives me crazy. I used to have a really, I mean, I guess I still do, but when I, when I laugh really hard, sometimes it goes straight up Eddie Murphy. <laughs> like, when I laugh real hard, sometimes like, I get a little bit of that. <laughs> that kind of thing going on. Super yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I bet you love it. Gives you something else to make fun of me for. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is that, was that the last email? Was that the big? Yeah, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to the, uh, what is it, podcast croissant? That's the Faith No More guys. They're yep. the podcast that they do about uh, David D. Tommaso. He wrote in um, and said that he heard about us because of those guys mentioning us. So that's pretty cool. 
Awesome. It's good to hear. Well, should we get yeah, the fuck out of here it. and get into some Colbert 2015? Yes. Yes. Again, if you'd like to well, email... can we... Yep. Go ahead. If you'd like to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Say hey on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash singlepodcasttheory. We really appreciate it. Got any new patrons? We do. Yeah. Two. Uh, Ree, Rye, Nudson, and Paul Maruniak. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you both. Yeah. Especially right now. Uh, Yeah. You know, I don't know. You guys actually, like, helped us out in a real kind of personal way last month. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be able to pay a couple of my bills, and Brad was kind enough since, you know, you still got work. I was able Mm -hmm. to... uh, not be behind on a payment, which is not what we normally use the money for. But hey, man, right? Shit's getting tight right now. <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my work is in kind of <laughs> in the toilet yeah. for quite some time, so it does mean something. Not just personally, but um, I don't know. You you helped take a little bit of stress off our lives right now too. So thank you guys that continue to support through Patreon. It means a lot. Totally. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. And speaking of those stickers, that was uh, one of the Patreon perks. So I'll be sending out some stickers to a few people this week. Right on. Yeah, thank you guys so much. <laughs> I don't want to send these black and white yeah, Johnny those, guitar those ones. shitty ones that Pearl Jam sounds. Something's wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually, I was, I was texting Bobby. At the same time, and he was the one. He said, "Like I've got that sticker," but he's like, "I thought that was on the back." <laughs> that's what I flipped oh, it over. That's how you found out. You didn't even that's flip it over on your own. No. Bobby had to come save the day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I dude, I flipped it over, and like uh, my brain kind of like exploded for a second. I was like, "Oh, look at the colors! <laughs> look at the pretty colors!" It was so weird. Look at the that flowers, was weird, Lizzie. That was, a, <laughs> that was a really weird moment. Uh, I bet you have a lot so. of those. <laughs> Isn't most of your day just one big weird moment? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I go from like raging, like a raging lunatic and then I f- the f- the switch gets flipped, and I realize, oh, that's weird. <laughs> I don't understand anything you just said, but I'm going with you on it. We're brothers in a podcast together, right? Yes. Uh, I, can I we just... talk about something else real quick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you did you see um, Post Malone doing the Nirvana tribute? Not yet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch oh, that tonight. Dude, it's it's really fucking cool. Because when he love him. announced, I never like got into. Him. I never listened to him. And then I think you and Clint both were like, "Oh, dude, this guy is amazing." And I'm like, "That guy." Yeah, Clint. Uh, Clint talking about it on the Bob and Clint podcast is what made mm-hmm. me go back and because when uh, Stony came out, it was cool, but Beer Bogs and Bentleys like. When that record came out, I hit that one hard, and I hadn't listened to it in forever. And then Clint talked about it on their podcast, and it sent me into a 
basically this whole cor- this whole lockdown if i'm in my car which is just back and forth to the studio it's kendrick lamar damn childish gambino because of the internet and beer bongs and bentley's post malone like mm. those three records are just constantly yeah. just over and over well and over i'll again. be honest i judged a book by its cover and all I saw was the face tattoos and like it's rap music, and I'm like, I'm not listening to that. And it's not really rap music. I mean, I love rap. No, I, no, no, no. I'm saying that was my first impression. Right. But then like Clint going on and on about him, I'm like, I, I'll just listen to see what it sounds like. And it's not like rap music at all. And he's got a great voice. Like the way he sounds, the way his voice sounds, it's like. It's not, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not rap music. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not like you and Clint. I don't love the guy, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I definitely enjoy listening to this. I don't hate this. Right. Well, and then I saw this Nirvana thing and was blown away because I thought it was just going to be him and an acoustic guitar, which is fine, but it wasn't. It was huh. like full on fucking rock band. Yeah. It was Travis Travis Barker on drums. That's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it, man. And uh, I don't know who the the bass player is. Rick Lee or something. I think he's a more of like a writer, like a songwriter okay. than like a band member. But he was. They were all fucking great. It was cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about watching that tonight. Actually. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. So Where were we? Enjoy. We just went off on some Post Malone talk, which I'm sure made yes. a lot of our listeners real happy. <laughs> Probably a lot of Pearl Jam well, Post Malone can, crossover. Hopefully we can open some eyes because there's a lot of, and I'm one of them, there's a lot of closed-minded people out there. It's true, man. I'm telling you. But all, I, don't, I, hate, I hate to be like that, you know? I really feel like some of the most important shit over the last 10 to 15 years has all been owned by rap and hip-hop like to me kendrick lamar people say things like well we don't have you know there's not another bob dylan or another like i don't know someone that was thought of as like important and it's been a long time since we've had that in rock and roll i feel like Mm -hmm. and that's because it's not in rock and roll right now it's in to me it's like kendrick lamar is a is a bob dylan type of our generation like yeah he doesn't just make music i mean he does but it's well i'll tell you i'm i'll tell you what i'm guilty of and maybe people out there can relate to it but like i'm guilty of like lumping every rap artist or musician that's not like metal or rock that's like that's all rap music and i don't want to listen to it right not realizing that rap is just like rock music or just like metal. There's like a hundred different versions and genres of what could be considered rap. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's where you get into things like, are you a fan of music or are you you a fan of a band? Are you a fan of music or mm -hmm. are you a fan of a certain type of music? And for me, I mean, my, I guess, my beginnings are obviously rock and roll and that's what mm-hmm. kind of feels the most oh well, I won't even say natural I don't that's what I came up with right but I also came up with 
like my hidden tapes weren't just like Slayer tapes or um, you know satanic quote unquote satanic metal that kids aren't supposed right. to be listening to or I had comedy cassettes hidden under my bed mm-hmm. because they had bad words in them but I loved George Carlin and Andrew Dice Clay believe it or not and like and you know all these things that you wouldn't be allowed to listen to now but uh, and right. I had I had NWA records I had mm-hmm. I had tons of hip hop uh, not tons of I shouldn't say it like that it was equally represented in what I listened to growing up right you know and I just feel like the torch gets passed from genre to genre that's why we always have everything is cyclical you know what I mean and we just yeah. haven't been a very like rock and roll hasn't been dominating the musical zeitgeist lately right but it mm-hmm. will again and right yeah. na- right now someone else has got the torch i feel like and i mm-hmm. think it's in good hands you know like if you if you're like me and you look at songwriting and the people you like to listen to from an observational standpoint like what are their observations then which is i think why people like i keep using bob dylan i don't even think that's the best example but you wanted to know what he was thinking or i always got that sense i wanted to know what's going through neil young's head when he's writing this stuff Mm -hmm. what's going through Joni mitchell's head when they're writing about the state of the world at the time you know what i mean i just think the most powerful stuff that's doing that unfortunately right now isn't rock but Mm -hmm. someone else is doing it so i love it but man we just went tangent city (laughs) yeah all right so where are we all right, Pearl Jam, Pearl. Stephen Colbert, The Late Show. That's right. Yeah, we wanted to That's do something kind of light and fun and easy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Had a we had the and this 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 hits all those. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love Stephen Colbert. First of all, totally. I've loved yeah. him since The Daily Show and Strangers with Candy, all that weird early shit. Mm-hmm. So by the time he got to I was actually kind of bummed. I get it. But I liked him so much, I was kind of bummed that he did The Late Show because I kind of felt like everything he's... When he quit the Colbert Report. Yeah, because I felt like up until that point, just this is totally from a comedy standpoint. You know, he. Mm -hmm. I just knew he wouldn't be able to be as daring and as out there as he can be on a late show, you know? Yeah. And But he's done a great job. And even though I'm not a really a late show guy anymore i mean mm-hmm. i'm of the age where once it wasn't really letterman anymore i was kind of like okay yeah well i'm kind of that's the only late night stuff i really watched him and conan i was a conan right letterman that's what, guy. him and letterman and conan me too like i love johnny carson but letterman and conan were more like my style and they were like you said, like daring, like they, those two dudes, they went just like way out of the box, you know, just silly and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And Colbert is not like silly, but the thing about him is like, even though he's like pretty mainstream, he is like super honest Mm. and totally not fake. Like fucking Jimmy Fallon, the fakest asshole. I don't know why you hate him so much. (laughs) It's so weird. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I'm playing it up a little bit, but no, seriously, like uh, Jimmy Fallon is like super mainstream, but like so fake, just like Leno was. But Colbert is like see, he I just see seems like a real man. dude. <laughs> I think they're all real dudes. I think that I think that mm. um, Leno had to do that job. Whether you agree with it or not, whether right. you yeah. think that's funny, he had a job to mm-hmm. do, and it was an institution. I mean, you're taking over for fucking Johnny yeah. Carson. Yeah. It's not like today where there's like 18 late shows. Right. Yeah. Back then, it was just, there was a couple, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, um, Colbert, I think, with the jobs he's had, he gets to be a little bit more that pressure kind of was that damn broke when the whole letterman leno whatever happened and then it was yeah but i think it ended up best because it was like you had two whether you liked both of them or not you everyone had a camp they were in you know but you had two high quality different kind of uh late shows it's just a different vibe now but yeah he uh I think he's smart, and going back to what you were just saying, he's one of those people that I've always been interested in how he thinks. I don't agree with everything, mm-hmm. but I, 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 if I see there's a Stephen Colbert interview somewhere, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Because I feel like I always learn something or have something about myself that's confirmed. Yeah, you know, like oh, see, he thinks that too. Okay, I'm not crazy, <laughs> you know, or whatever. I get a yeah. lot out of it. Yeah, well, he's super quick witted too, smart as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but of obviously, it's it's also weird too because you know the bromance, the long standing bromance between Pearl Jam and Letterman. So to see mm-hmm. him see them with another it's like they're cheating on letterman or something right yeah obviously not really but it's like oh well it's not going to be the same as pearl jam with letterman but right colbert had some fun though it is cool though to see them back in that same late show studio right because this is um oh what is that studio called now i totally blanking on it um ed sullivan theater right so that was that was pretty cool to see some of these these when they do like a full uh a full shot of the whole studio and the stage you can kind of see the the skeleton of like oh well Letterman's desk would have been there there yeah and the the band the stage where the bands would play with um uh what's his name Paul Paul Schaefer like oh that would have been over there and you could see how they've changed it mm-hmm. but they're still in that space i thought that was kind of cool going back and watching this yeah man all right why don't you set us up with some basic info Brad B all right well this was uh September 23rd 2015 uh late show obviously with Stephen Colbert they were Pearl Jam was performing at the Global Citizen festival i don't know what you call it global festival concert um in new york city like that weekend a couple days after this um so that's that's pretty much why they were in town and that's uh they they get into i don't want to repeat what they're about to talk about so we'll just get into it here here we go (laughs) 
Tonight's musical guest is an American rock institution. Please welcome Pearl Jam, everybody. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Nice to see you. Eddie, Mike, Stone, Matt, Jeff, good to see you. Thanks for being here, and thanks for doing the Global Citizens Festival. Now, is this the first year you're doing the Global Citizens, or you've done this multiple years before? First time we've done it, but we've uh, been supportive of it from the beginning, and we met this great young man who you met earlier. Hugh, Hugh Evans. Evans, yeah, Hugh the guy started it. also a great yeah. young man. Yeah. But this one in particular, mm -hmm. incredible yeah. activist, and the people that he works with, um, the amount of intelligence that goes into uh, how they approach these issues mm -hmm. and how they approach change is something that we're very proud to be part now, of. Why has activism always been an important part of you guys' music? I mean, was there, what was the issue you guys were protesting? What were you working on in the 1990s? Because things were pretty good in the 90s. I mean, the <laughs> economy was good. We weren't at war for nine years. What was there to complain about, fellas? <laughs> you were young. This is a jump ball. This is for anybody here. I think it goes back to when we were young kids in punk rock music teaching us about certain issues. I mean, we heard of Amnesty International, or I did through people like Peter Gabriel and Sting and U2, and um, it creates... Um, then, then you find yourself, it's interesting, because then you find yourself in a situation where you can actually use your music to perhaps affect change. And, and then nowadays, lately, we've gotten better at it or we've learned along the road that you can actually make tangible change and do things like, you know, making your touring be carbon neutral. You can free innocent men from prison. You can raise money. You guys raise money for diseases. You can build skate parks, you know, tangible things. And that's also what Hughes. You guys, um, you guys famously took on Ticketmaster. And um, for their surcharges, um, to get tickets to this festival on Saturday, people actually have to do good deeds to make uh, global poverty reduce. Is that the kind of surcharge you're in favor of? <laughs> you all right with that That's one? Awesome. Yeah, you're not going to protest that one from the stage? Uh-huh, uh-huh. How have you guys have been together since 1990, right? There about? Okay, 25 years. How, you've never broken up, how do you keep the relationship fresh? Do you role play? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, there you go. Well, no, what we do is... <laughs> Uh, I think we give each other space off yeah. of the road, um, and mm -hmm. but when we're, we're on the road, we get together and we're happy to see each other again. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's one of those things. It's a balance. You guys are famous for like you know your stripped down, no frills, you know look and your attitude on stage. <laughs> uh, big names uh, this Saturday who also bring a little more glitz and glam. Beyonce is going to be there. Are you going to step up your glam in any way to try to match? <laughs> anything like that? Anybody going to pull a Sasha Fierce or anything like that? Because Stone Gossard already sounds like a made-up name, I have to say. <laughs> Well, uh, guys, would you uh, stick around and show us that you're not toning it down at all? Yeah. That'd be great, man. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank Mike. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Daddy. Thanks, Jeff. We'll be right back. See, I like the way Colbert handled that interview. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he brought up the 90s stuff, but did it in that super kind of like,
So it was obvious that he was kind of like, I don't know, poking at him in a way. Right. Making it light. Yeah. Like not he was <clears throat> making fun of their like when he was talking about Ticketmaster, he was kind of making fun of it in a way. Right. Because it yeah. was it used to be such a topic of, you know, people used to get on them all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I mean, he's I don't maybe it's not obvious that he's a fan, but I, I'm pretty sure he's a, a pretty big fan of these guys. So, yeah, it's it's these people's jobs to seem like they're a fan of everyone that sits on that couch, but they're mm-hmm. not. And so right. when you see actual excitement in someone's face like Stephen yeah. Colbert's, it, it, you can tell you, it seems to be really genuine anyway. Yeah. Well, and, and I just beg everybody to go and watch the YouTube clip of both of these. Yeah, because especially he what's coming up here in a second is when he gets he gets on stage when they're doing Rockin' Rockin'. the Free World. And he is he is headbanging and singing and like dream come true. looks like a dream come true. Yeah. And there's yeah. And there's like a moment where because Stevens, you know, slicks back hair has come down Mm kind of over his eyebrows a little bit because he's kind of like headbanging and Eddie, while he's not singing, like points kind of like points to his hair and Steven pulls it back with his head and keeps headbanging yeah. with his hair pulled back with yeah. his hand on top of his head. Just fun little moments like that. Yeah. It's fun really cool. It's cool to see someone who's not normally known, you know, as, as a, a rocker, you know what I mean? Sure. A Pearl Jam fan to see them just going nuts. Right. You know? Yeah, man. Well, should we uh, listen to the performance? Sure. All right, let's do it. And now the headliners of this weekend's Global Citizen Festival, ladies and gentlemen, Pearl Jam. This is a song that really benefits from being played live. It it sounds so fucking good. Yeah, I think it's better live than it is on the record. Totally. And on this particular night, too, because it's been a long time since I watched this, um, mm-hmm. his voice was in a really good spot that night, too. He sounds mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you can see Matt's guitar, or not Matt, Mike, what kind of guitar is that? Oh, I'm not looking at it. I didn't pay attention. Oh, you got you just got the okay. Just audio. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, this is this is, it's an odd guitar that I don't recognize. I'll have to look it up. Oh, 
Fuck yeah. That's what you get when you get Pearl Jam and they're like, oh, we only have to play one song. We're just going <laughs> to yes. fucking let it rip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do. So at this point, you know, since you're not <laughs> watching the video, uh, they do one of those kind of fake out like Colbert meets everyone like you do at the at the end of a performance. And then he kind of like, you guys do another one kind of thing. And right. uh, and so they start playing Rockin' in the Free World. I think this is about the point at which Stephen Colbert comes out and starts singing with him. Now, it's funny because he's got a suit. He's jumping up and down. He's totally dadding out. Dad oh, for out. sure. <laughs> but it it works. It's endearing. It's not embarrassing. Yes. Or that's how I felt anyway. Big, big smile on his face. And he, again, this is, this is where I say, obviously, he's a fan. Because he's singing his fucking ass off. Yeah. And... So he knows the song. For sure. Um, I'm watching the video. I've got it, like, synced up. I got to say that whoever... <laughs> it's Colbert. He's like, whipping his head back and forth. It's really funny. He's yeah. just a headbanging. It's really funny. He doesn't give a fuck. But I was gonna, what I, yeah, now. What I was going to say is whoever the... I don't know, the director or whatever. But, man, they, they, sh- they show a f- couple of angles... Of matched drums, yeah, man. Like from the from the floor tom side, almost from behind, but kind of. It's just a really cool angle. Yeah, you can kind of see and, everything. You know, I you usually don't see the drummer, so I'm like, I pick up on that right away that they they flip back to him two or three times throughout this whole thing, and I'm just like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Eddie kind of interacting with the crowd. Yeah. Um, he goes crowd surfing. I wish... Yeah, that's right. Yep. A lot of Pearl Jam sh- t-shirts up there in the front. I always yeah. wonder if it's like they gave fan club people tickets or... I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, think about that, though. For Stephen Colbert, you're, you're like in the middle of... Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Like, dr- <laughs> Matt's drums are literally, like, coming from right behind you, and Mike's to mm-hmm. your right. Yeah, he's... It's crazy. He, he's, he's got his own microphone. He's standing right next to Eddie. And yeah. then at some point, he's they both get on the same mic.
the chillest motherfucker ever. Dude, he is dad rocking the fuck <laughs> out of this one. It's the best. He's got a goddamn sweater on. <laughs> it looks Those like shoes? he got a $30 gift, gift certificate to the Gap. <laughs> I don't know what those shoes are called. Oh, I didn't pay attention. But, uh, they're like boat shoes or something. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of stone. Yeah. Yeah, they keep showing the shot of the studio from, like, above the back of the crowd. So you see, like, the crowd and the whole stage. Right. And then sometimes they'll show the audience, like, from the stage. And, it's again, it's just, like, watching Letterman for so long. Yeah. And they would always, you know, they'd always do bits with the audience. So it's like, oh, that's the same. That's the Letterman studio. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's so excited, dude. Yeah, it's like he's so jacked on adrenaline. It's <laughs> so you know? cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun, that's a really fun one. It's funny you bring up Ed Sullivan Theater and Letterman being there before mm -hmm. and how many times, you know, that relationship with Letterman and Pearl Jam and how many yeah. times they've played for Letterman and then doing mm -hmm. also doing like kind of like full sets sometimes and um, Yeah. It's uh and it just reminds me of uh, I don't know, there's so many rooms and venues across the country that it's like, "Oh, I know that room." Like I, I've played that room enough to know what it's going to feel like and what that room sounds like when you're on stage and all that kind of stuff. One of one mm -hmm. of those rooms that I don't know is the Ed Sullivan Theater and what that must feel <laughs> yeah. like to have that on your list of rooms that you just know really well. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I just like That'll to see how it. long the uh, yeah. silence will go. <laughs> <laughs> uh great performance well man this is really short performance still a really mm -hmm. long episode for us it's like it's yeah. like we can't help it every every time i think oh this one's probably gonna be kind of one of the shorter ones yeah this would be quick nope i'm glad we started at at four jesus christ <laughs> instead of starting at seven oh we'll start at seven we'll knock it out real quick and yeah, then it's like that midnight never before you know it no no but yeah, this was a fun one. Yeah, uh, like you said, like oh, all we gotta do is play two songs. We can fucking blow the roof off this place with two songs. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I wonder if that was on if that if they showed both songs. I mean, they they couldn't have right showed both no, songs. I don't. On TV. You mean originally? Oh, they could. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what I wonder they, what aired. Yeah, they could have just bounced a guest. Maybe Since all those, yeah. are, you know, pre-recorded. I know um, Jimmy Kimmel. They'll usually have him play one song, 
And then they get about a minute into the, like he'll come out, say goodbye. Then they'll show the band playing for about a minute, and then they'll just like fade out to the to the credits. Right. But I wonder how this was. If anyone knows, let me know. I'd be interested to see if that was. They probably faded out halfway through. Probably. <clears throat> but. Well, good times, man. You ready yeah, to get out of here? I like it. I'm ready. All right, I am man. ready. Well, again, if you'd like to email the show, it's singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. You can say hey on social media. If you'd like to support the show, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash singlepodcasttheory. Until next week, I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek saying, the world's no longer good enough. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs>